Welcome everybody to the first episode of Proxy Podcast. Um, we're going to talk about pretty much everything Descent. We have our first guest here today, but before we jump into that, I just want to go over some of the major news happening in Descent right now. Um, some of the major events starts off with my personal fork, D1X SNG. It's a D1 retro AR fork that as of now has made over 15 aesthetic quality of life features and even a new game mode deathmatch. And that'll be in the 1.6 uh, release. Uh, also, we have the Observatory Tournament. It's coming up. Is it Lee, is it the first Saturday of February? or? Yeah, I think you're right. I think okay. it is the first. I'll find out. Hold on. Okay. But it should be the first Saturday of February. So uh, we'll have like a FFA, for those who aren't familiar, we'll have like an FFA and then like a, like a 1v1 tournament bracket following after. Um, one of the things I'm really excited about Inferno Editor version 1.0.10 now supports custom texture editing. And that also goes with sprite and icon altering. As far as I know, besides D1X, I don't think I don't think that this at a modern scale has been this possible before. So I'm really oh, excited. Definitely not. And yeah. Proxy One has actually been leaking pictures of tunnel building currently in development. Um, oh yes, he mentioned about portals, didn't he? Before, like mm -hmm. in uh, D3, D3 edit. I remember um, you used to be able to do that. Oh okay. But but um, is he is he looking at uh, working just like beyond cubes and segments, at different shapes? I'm not I'm not sure, but I know a lot of his screenshots recently have been like regular cubes that morph like on the end, and that's as a result of like a generated builder. I'm not really sure. I imagine he's probably messing with that, though. There's no telling what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, right. Community legend Arn has released a new AR version called Retro AR36B that supports local file images to replace game images and sprites. And I kind of talked about this a few days ago in the Descent Dev Discord. But basically, any, any image format with the same name as the original image replaces the one in the game. <laughs> so you can actually replace pyro models, cock or cockpit images, co or like gauge images. It's really cool. Uh, Arn is is a really awesome developer, and um, you'll probably hear his name a lot in this podcast and maybe more following. But lastly, or not lastly, uh, next we have Cajun Land 2023 in Louisiana. This is the second week of August. Dates specific dates are pending, but. Uh, direct message Jedi slash Zor for addresses and the, and uh, or you could message me and then we can work cordially from that point um, and lastly Descent 1 Workshop is a hog pig DXA patcher and unpacker that was released by Arn a few months ago it's an amazing tool that nobody really talks about that if you see on my YouTube channel is how I created the Phoenix Cannon in D1 it's really really cool stuff and it's, it's something that I think is one of one of the best tools for descent ever, really. You know, as far as the custom uh, custom ability, but it's great stuff. Absolutely. That's it for the news, though. At least what I can think about. But uh, our first guest for Proxy Podcast today is going to be Lee. Uh, Lee is a community DDT. Lee is a community-driven player overseas who the community calls Lee, and I call my fellow OTL cowboy. 
Yeah, Lee is an yeah. author of 30 published maps, D uh, DXMA, formerly DMDB, some of which are regarded as big maps for descent, such as KO, I Don't Care, and my personal favorite, 7-Eleven. Some of his <laughs> maps has made its way into Overload and maintains a steady level of play. Not a lot of people know about it, but his custom map texture ability far surpasses 90, 99, at least 99% of the map editors today. I genuinely do look up to like your custom texture ability. Like, that's one thing I've always been really envious about. And you were the first person to even show me that that existed a long time ago. Do you remember Vertigo? That map that I made? Yeah. Yeah, and um, making a custom sign on the wall, didn't we? Yep, yep, yep. You, you blew my freaking mind, dude. I was like 15 or 16 at the time. <laughs> and I didn't even know that existed. But Yeah. Um, well, um, all the tools have been there for years. But then, uh, you know, as, as of time... Um, I still had a, a laptop that had Windows XP, so I still could use some of them, like uh, DTX, whereas mm. uh, most people had obviously moved on since then and um, it wasn't compatible. But uh, yeah, I just remember being a kid again, like we said before, uh, being about 11, 12 and just messing around. And I'd, I'd never known a game where you could just customize so many right. things and add your own own things in. It's yeah, even from a very young age, it was, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was great. So. I think it's just, I think it's just a really good thing that Descent became open source where people could like make tools like that, you know? Cuz yeah. I don't think no the developers never made tools like that. It was all the community, right? DTX and everything. Yeah, yeah, as far as I'm aware it was, yeah. You had the um there was yeah, there's lots and lots of tools, but they they were published on the Descent website, so like the descentnetwork.com and descent2.com. But for as far as I was aware, they were all community. Man that's, I, I, and the funny part is, is stuff's still coming out. Like D1W just came out recently. Inferno Editor just came out recently. I mean, yeah. I just, I love I love the tools for this game, and I'm specific. I know I brought this up before, but I'm specifically I'm specifically really excited to use uh, Inferno Editor once he releases the tunnel building update. I'm pretty I'm not sure when it's coming yeah. out. I know he's working on it, but. The texture editing sprite icon pretty much replaces D1X completely or DTX completely. Like it uses yeah. DTX files, but anyways, my bad. Um, regardless of the custom texture ability, uh, his maps are just plain sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very I'm lucky. Even say. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel very lucky to regard Lee as my fellow pilot and my friend, and I couldn't be more excited so. to have Lee as proxy's first guest so please lee let us be a man what's going on in the world of you hey uh yeah um not a whole lot really <laughs> a bit of a lazy sunday but um yeah very honored to be the first one on here and uh yeah here's many more yeah absolutely more patent to this then um i mean i could talk about when i started playing and and why and uh i, I can tell you about how um the only reason I was able to play Descent in the first place was that we had uh, bought a computer back in 1995, I think, in 1996, wow. and um, came with, as you, as you used to get quite often back then, used to have a lot of free software, and I had a CD that was half Virtual Pool 3D and half Descent, and uh, <laughs> little did I know, um, I'd still be playing it, well, right. over 20 years so later, day, right, which, yeah. yeah. Which is pretty crazy, to be honest. But um, and yeah, just going back to what you said about the the tools and the development, it's crazy that people were still, um, you know, working so hard and so avidly to get things out and to to update them and um, and 
No, I just I think that really speaks of the game and how good it is. And uh, you know, if it was rubbish and it was just a fad and it's just something people picked up for the time, right. it wouldn't. I don't think it would have ever carried as long as it has and through the various ladders and the various ports, etc. And um, I mean, it's pretty crazy to think. You know, <laughs> best part of twenty years later and and still going we're learning new things and yeah new tools like you say about the texture packs and um and with the tunnels that um proxy one's making and and obviously the levels that blog made recently as well yeah um salad badger with uh chocolate descent which uh, for me personally is i think it's the most accurate um or since playing the original many many years ago and uh yeah just i don't know it's it's really refreshing that something that we've all spent so much time playing on over the years and hold so dearly uh, is kept going. And, um, you know, even so far as uh, Ronkley with the Observatory and yourself with Project D and um, the podcast, obviously, today, um, it's just, yeah, it's really refreshing. It just makes you feel good, you know. I think one of the most admirable things about Descent, especially the community, is just the community in itself, you know. I have people like one of my best friends, you know, he tells me all the time that he's so jealous of that. I have a community like this, you know, it's, it's rare to say that you can meet these people in real life. You know, it's rare to say that you play these games, with these people, and you know, intimate details about them because you really are just friends. And I think yeah, that speaks yeah, volumes absolutely. for how niche and close this community is. And it's, and it's good too, as well, because, um, a lot of the people that play this game are usually tech savvy. So in result of that, you have people like Arn or, you know, like salad badger people, you know, like Ronkai, for instance, huge motivator to the, uh, the entire freaking franchise at this point. Yeah. Of course. It's, it's just, it's, it's really nice to have that type of community that not only keeps it alive, but also builds on top of it. And that's really been happening a lot lately. You know, with, with, like you said, with all the tools, I mean, it really seems like people are making an effort to bring it back. Yeah, and just keep that enthusiasm going. There's there's so much for it, and so much love for the game, and uh, you know that doesn't that doesn't happen by accident. It's just that you know the original game was so good, and people have all these memories of it, and you know um, even after all this time, keep coming back, and it's just yeah, really refreshing. And it, it, with regards to the community, that it's so nice to have um, these people that again are, are like-minded and share the same views and. Not on everything, of course, but right. <laughs> um, it makes it it makes it so much better to be a part of, and especially like you know the people that we play against. In um, but obviously, me and yourself play um, in the observatory every other month, um, which I believe is also first week of February. But we'll check the okay. check later with Ronkley. Um, it's just so refreshing because it's not just like a random person from around the world. It's people that you've been playing with for well, in some cases, years already, and you know yeah. you. You, you know quite well in that sense and makes it a lot nicer absolutely man so i guess i guess that's a good i guess a good segue to kind of going into playing descent for a long time where did you actually discover descent obviously you were a child but um uh, the software itself came with um the pc when when i was very young and i what? played it and i uh yeah i was quite fascinated and um I'd, I'd not known a game like it um i'd we'd had a like an old amiga 510 amiga commodore um and most of the games obviously being well games being 2d um 
<laughs> it's one of the first 3D games I actually played. And, right. Um, I was hooked from a very young age and very sad when I wasn't playing. I was rereading through the manuals and wishing I could play multiplayer, which I did years later through um, on in the early 2000s. And uh, yeah, no, I've loved it since. That's really interesting. So the shareware came with the computer? Oh, it was it was freeware, yeah. It was a CD with um, Virtual Pool and Descent on it. Holy so God. it was just, just by chance. Um but yeah, I, I'd I'd played I'd played in the early two thousands online every now and then. I was awful. <laughs> you see, I had no idea what I was right. doing. I I didn't even have um, by default. It, you didn't have the slide keys uh, left, right, up, and down um, mapped. So um, yeah, I used to play on trainee and when I was playing single player, go online and then not slide. So as you can imagine, I died lots and lots and lots and lots. Um, but it's still to- fun, honestly. It's hard to imagine even playing at a competitive level without slide. That's that's insane. <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Yeah, just going basically forward and backwards, or slightly turning. Like basically, that felt like driving a car, playing six stuff. Which yeah, not ideal. I mean, some people get close. Like, was it Slurpee who had like freaking two paddles and like two joysticks and like a crap ton of oh, stuff? God, yeah. I mean, I remember yeah. he put that screenshot. I think it was either it might have been Mumble or Discord or the forums on the DCL, but it was insane. Like when yeah. I saw that, it was like no freaking dude is literally flying an airplane when he loads up that application. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, good luck to him. I, I don't understand. I mean, I've uh, I started keyboard only, then keyboard mouse, and <sighs> I can't imagine oh. using anything else. Like, I know. Even people use joysticks. Uh, was it D? D uses two joysticks, or did he use two joysticks? Was um, I, I think been... that's you're thinking of Destroyer. I think he uses two joysticks. Ah. he has like a ah, gotcha, yeah. yeah. But uh, oh, you know, pretty, you know, yeah. Borgenon still uses a keyboard only. Yeah, uh, Super Bob. He's keyboard only, isn't he? Is he seriously? I think he is. Yeah, he's he's, uh, really he's good. Oh, he's He's come on. He's he's obviously keen. Keeps playing and uh, keeps playing in the obs. And I see him on uh, free for alls every now and then. So hmm. that's really interesting. I uh, I I don't I can't imagine people actually playing with keyboard. And I, other than Borjanon, I didn't think anyone was crazy enough to use it. But who knows? I mean, to each <laughs> their own, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess in part it might be sentimentality. Like if you if you started off using just keyboard, you might want to carry on. Um, but yeah, as soon as I found the mouse, I never went back. No way. <laughs> so right. I mean, yeah, the mouse owns in all games. I think controllers are the worst way to play video games. That's just my opinion. Oh, dude. I mean, yeah. Some some it's not so bad depending on the game. But like, if you're trying to aim, like if it's a first person shooter, or even I tried to try to play Overload with a controller the other day, and mm-hmm. I was awful. I just I I got eaten up. Um, I, I just can't use the sticks. Can't use the sticks well enough to aim mm-hmm. in the way that you could, you know, with keyboard and mouse. But yeah. I mean, the six six degree of freedom, and I've given it a genuine effort. Six degrees of freedom is probably one of the hardest genres to play with a controller in, and that's one of the reasons I have so much respect for B two AF in that way. Like he plays it like a champ. I mean, he's one of he's he's the like probably the top gold pilot, you know. And I don't know, man. He uses an Xbox controller beautifully in any competitive one v one. Like, yeah, I don't know how he does own. that. Like, I tried, like I say, and like I tried with um, Overload, and I'd, I'd, I'd remapped all the keys 
uh, or buttons even like several times just trying to figure out like how I could do this at the same time as that and how right. I could slide and move forward or move backward and slide up or slide right at the same time and there's nothing that that worked but he you wouldn't think of it like if you saw him play you wouldn't necessarily think he's a controller but yeah, um no. obviously his efficiency of movement like yourself um in terms of how how quickly and how smoothly you can turn a maneuver um but yeah really impressive yeah i i've seen his uh, i've seen obviously him being a close relative of mine i've seen him up close i've seen how he turns and i do not think anyone in the community is close to his level of hip fire i mean i i he's one pilot i just can't get behind you know like i could even get behind jedi maybe if i'm lucky you know but when it comes to brian his sharp turns or b2af uh, i might accidentally call him brian a few times just explain it to everybody he's he's Sorry. my first cousin cousin but yeah it's like it's difficult to it's difficult to get around him because slight movements on his joystick are like jerk reactions. You know, I've seen it. I've seen it, especially at land, you know, on like a big TV, you're sitting there watching him and he feels, he looks like he's making really minimal movement, but in reality, it's like incredibly sharp, quick reactions. Yeah. But I guess I have that kind of respect for controllers. Yeah, it is impressive. Just yeah, like you, I just for, for using it for myself. Like I, I can't comprehend it. Like just uh, stick with a stick with a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. So let's see here. All right, I I got a serious question for you. Go for it. What do you prefer, overload or descent? Descent. It's a no contest. I I, I like overload, but there's no. Um, there's there's not the the love for it really and i don't want to sound sad but just just being from being like a little kid and and playing like descent for the first time and that experience and that you know finding out again like i said about playing 3d games really for the first time and it was just like nothing else um yeah it doesn't compare so like as good as overload is what do you enjoy about overload is it the team aspect or very much so. I mean, I kind of wish that Descent had more of a team aspect. Not that I'd look for something to replace like the OTL. Um, I think it's a really good, really good league, a really good system, and Ronkley obviously manages it really well too. Um, but uh, yeah, Overload. I, I do like the idea of having like more ammo weapons as opposed to just the energy. Right. I do think it's hard to balance. Uh, but yeah, it's just the flight model obviously being different in that. Descent, yeah, yeah, the sensitivity and like the flight model was slightly different in that, you know, you could only move so far and it's more limited. Whereas obviously, you know, people were just literally turning on a dime and killing you in overload, and right. it's not 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 out of luck or anything. They they've obviously worked on it, but it's yeah, I I do like how it is faster as well as like a change up from just playing descent. Yeah, that's it's it's definitely interesting. So how would you feel about like? How would you feel about like a team anarchy coming into descent, S- very similar to that of OTL? I'd love it. I mean, we um, right? we experimented over a time. Do you remember when we? It was the good luck have fun oh, league. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And we 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 played a game. I think it was me, you, Lito, and Maestro uh, quite a while oh, ago, and crap, yeah. it was good fun. 
very good fun um i think obviously there's so many levels out there as well not just the ones that get commonly played but ones that would be perfectly suited for having twos maybe even threes um and yeah i think everything's there for it and it'd just be great to play some games and a bit further i think i think that was before otl right that was i think otl was like three years old now i think with what Good luck, have fun. League was like, or G H L F G G was 2018. So it was a good. Well, okay. Jesus, about five years ago now. But yeah. Man, well, I, I've, I've really been thinking about something like that, and, and you know, that might, that might poke poke rock light, be something fun to kind of invest in, like a project or anyone willing. I mean, I don't have the mental capacity to create like a straight up <laughs> leaderboard or you know whatever, but I think. I oh. think now is probably the best time, like right now, to start a Teams League for Descent. You know, with yeah. Overload being as big as it is, you know, and half of Overload being, you know, having the capacity to play Descent, you know, I think it might be, I think it might be a really good time to do it, you know? Absolutely. I mean, as good a time as any. Uh, it might even get more people playing. Uh, might introduce people that maybe have played Overload or other other six off games. That you know, it's it's easier to go into it as a team rather than you know mm. like a one v one and and especially if there's like a big skill gap, which there's gonna be with it, with it being an old game because the people that play it have played it right. for a very long time. They've played it a long time, so they're very good. And it's hard to to start up playing and when the only people you can play against are really good. Um, exactly. But yeah, more more players, more teammates, just ease that pressure a bit and make it fun. Uh, yeah, by all means. I'd love to see the Rangers get involved too. That'd be pretty cool. I feel like that, that, I feel like that would be something they'd get involved in as well. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a capacity for it to, to exist in like a casual way as well. Just something every now and then, you know, people meeting together, just play. It doesn't necessarily have to be something super competitive. I mean, like the OTL. The OTL for you know, five months at a time is very casual and, you know, you take it for what you want. But then obviously you've got the playoffs or the, the best of the rest where people, you know, obviously take it a bit more seriously and a bit more competitive. But yeah, I... I See no reason why it can't exist. Yeah, I think Absolutely. it should. That's definitely an idea to consider, and something that I would love. I, I want to, and I was I was just telling B too. Like, I think I think as far as Project D, I think two v two, three v three, team anarchy honestly should be a primary focus, or either the or a primary focus. You know, because yeah. I feel like if we just create the same one v one thing that's been done over and over it might not bode as as well as something new and relevant as um as team anarchy you know yeah i mean 1v1 as much as i like playing 1v1 and i know you do too and and obviously there's quite a few people that play in observatory like we're getting like um i was talking to you before you know we regularly get five games around you know (laughs) about 10 10 to 12 people yeah each month so which again is really impressive. It is decent. Yeah, makes it so much better. Yeah, but you know, having more people play there makes it so much more enjoyable. And mm. yeah, it's. Uh, but going back to two v two, yeah, it hasn't been done. Um, obviously, there's other aspects like working together, communication. Um, it'd be interesting if it was friendly fire on or off. But that's a that's another thing that could be obviously tackled at another time. But yeah, I think there's so much more scope for it that hasn't been you know like 
be ground to be tried if you like. So, like, you mentioned OBS earlier. In the topic of OBS, do you have a <laughs> do you have a specific OBS moment that you just really look at fondly? Like something you always like to think about when you think about OBS? Probably every time Melvin killed himself with proxies, <laughs> which happened quite a few times, you know, okay. uh, kind of lost count. Um, no, there's, there's always certain games, certain games that like I played, which I'll think of, or even just certain matchups. Like um, I want to say season five finals where Bahamut played Mark in Untitled, mm. which was such a great show of skill, and it was such that was a good so game. So long ago, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Dude, was, we're what uh, season thirty one now. Yeah, we'll be. Um, oh my god. February, yeah, thirty one. But I was I was cataloging some of the old games because I put together a spreadsheet not too long ago, just because like like um, we'd mentioned earlier, there's so much content that happens um, in OBS that either doesn't get covered because there's only you know they can obviously watch one game at a time, and there's just so much like content that's just there that doesn't either get seen or doesn't get picked up on and um yeah I, so I, I put together like a spreadsheet of all the games um for all the pilots like just look at all the levels that were used um the results and just it's yeah it's really nice to actually do it which sounds pretty lame but uh no. <laughs> for the sake of doing a spreadsheet but but no just to, to remember wow. some of those games as well see well there's a lot of moments yeah. you know it's 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 honestly a really good idea to keep keep track of it because you know, when you really think about how many OBS games have been played, like, what's 31 seasons? That's like, what, like, it's like, what, like, four games, what, like, four games broadcasted besides the FFA? So, like, I mean, that's been a crazy amount. I mean, it's been going on for three, uh, six years, right? Oh, it has to be longer than that. Has to be. Well, I don't know. The DCL is about that old. I, I don't. Know. Well, no, DCL is about like seven and a half, maybe eight. The first game I played in that, I played against Morford in Rip, and <laughs> that was apparently, supposedly, it was seventh of January, twenty seventeen. Wow! Oh wow! That wow! That was over six years. That Pretty was crazy. I want to say that was probably, I think that was January. I was, I joined Descent in May of 2017. So that was like, holy crap. That was a long time. Oh my God. I don't want to think about how long it's been, dude. That's crazy. (laughs) I know. It makes you feel old. (laughs) Do you have any? So long. I know, right? Like, I I was, I was, me, uh, by the way, uh, for the stream, or for the for the people listening, I uh, I had a LAN yesterday. Or I guess was it two days ago? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was yesterday. I, no, sorry, it was the twentieth, Friday. I had uh, an Arizona LAN with Rethink and Jedi, and That's nice. yeah. we was we was sitting on the couch like just just like we were you know just best friends, right? Spending you know almost a decade together. We were just sitting on the couch. Watching uh, an observatory tournament. We didn't watch it for long, but we were spectating my game between Sirius and I looked at the date. It was four years ago. 
four years ago, I was uh, like a, a bottom silver pilot playing against Sirius. And I think it was Fable. DKH's Fable. And I was just sitting there like, dude, time is flying by like crazy. And, and I think I think it does, you know. Like, this is one of those things where you're kind of in and out, you know, as far as like being active in the community. You know, it's, it's, it's easy for time to pass by because it's a huge part of your life. But, you know, you kind of take breaks in between. You know, some more time has passed, but I don't know. It's just kind of crazy how fast time flies and how, you know, that type of stuff is so far ago. Yeah. Honestly, I remember, obviously he did a couple of tournaments first. Like if you go on YouTube and and look up wrongly, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a couple of ob seasons he did. um, not Not in the same format, but they were like trophies and home like there was like a event of like challenging people on their homes uh, the trophies what? was like fusion trophy and uh yeah. oh, oh but before before the first season so there was like a couple of like the odd like event kind of days where he did it and and um that was obviously before we we started playing but i remember i remember when he first announced it and being so excited about it and yeah it's, it's just yeah six years how can I call myself defend fan and descent fan? And I had no clue about that at all. Like, kind of blown my mind I mean, right now. That's before, in in a sense, it's before your time. I mean, that's uh, you joined. I want to say your first game was season four. The first season you played yeah, in. I, yeah, actually, I think so. I think it. I think he has a name. Yeah, yeah, it was season four. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because you played. You played Raptor, you played Maestro, and then oh obviously God, you came back right. for season five. Yeah. Holy crap! Dude, yeah. I forgot all about Raptor. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh, fun fact about Raptor. He is, I'm pretty sure, only one of everyone who's ever played OBS with a hundred percent record. Oh no, I lie. Actually, he's one of two people with a hundred percent record. I lie again. He's one of three. Like as <laughs> I'll of winning. Now. Yeah, to be fair, he only played one game and he won that one. Oh, um, when he beat me yeah. in Ascend? Yeah. <laughs> Can you guess the other two? The other two pilots with perfect records? It's not Zero. It's not. Well, zero, no. He's... Okay. Uh, one of them you remember, Gold Pilot. Um, Demos? Quite good with Vulcan. Oh, Cyrus? Good guess, but no. Uh, almost keep going. Uh... Around the time of Cyrus. Yeah, go on. That one. Oh my god, it's at the tip of my tongue. Why can't I say it? <laughs> ah. well, does he live in Japan? Oh no, you're thinking of Hyper, I think. Yeah, I think I'm Hyper. AOD High. What was the other one, though? Um, a Vaniac. Vaniac! Vaniac oh, that's he... what I was wanting to say. <laughs> Played two games in Season 9 and won both. And the other one was... DJC, oh no, that can't be right. Maybe. Yeah, DJ, I'm pretty sure he lost to Jedi at one point, didn't he? Did lose to Jedi at one point, yeah. Ah, maybe that was in finals. But anyway, so maybe just two of them then, in that case. <laughs> I, I, I remember the first time I ever beat Baniac. I was in Logic. And DJ CJR, I've yet to beat him. He is, he, dude, he is so good. I wish he wasn't, like, if he de rested and took the game completely serious. The, the gold structure would be completely different as it is now, you know? Yeah, he's very talented and uh, very skilled. Man. 
and and that goes for we a lot of the off. pilots. Yeah. Imagine if Sirius yeah. took it seriously. <laughs> or sorry, yeah. Cyrus. Sorry. Oh, I, th- I thought you were making a pun. To be fair, but uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, there's quite a few of them. Uh, quite a few of the gold pilots that are really good, and obviously would would welcome them coming onto observatory. And yeah, as much as you want to win, you you want the competition to be good and people around you play it to be, you know, in the best. So please get to see him again in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And I know he pokes in a few times. I saw him. I want to say a few months ago in an open game. So, I mean, he's okay. around. I just think he probably tapped out of the competitive for good reason, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure you've had it yourself, but like, it's easy to get burnt out, oh, especially if you're absolutely. like you're constantly playing, and you're wanting to improve, and just it's uh, it's, it can it can wear on you. It's just a matter of taking breaks and time, and I'm sure you know plays for his own reasons and plays to enjoy it and yeah so every now and then for fun yeah 1v1 specifically tend to kind of bring the worst out of you you know it's like when you're so close <laughs> and you lose to something you really can't control it, it just God, yeah. it's very frustrating oh dude the burn literally physically the burn after it's uh it's horrible and then it's not just the burn but like say if you're going to bed like not long after and then it's like in your head and you're awake yeah. and you're alive because you obviously you, you're playing you're hyper aware and you're hyper aware and you got the burn it's just like oh yeah not fun <laughs> so, <laughs> we've all had it so do you have any pre-game rituals like something you habitually do before games whether it be observatory or regular I do actually yeah okay, um, okay I'm so glad so, you said that I don't know I mean it's nothing weird like uh, you know I don't like click my toes and you know like and go through like five different rituals in the same order right. just to and you know like I do a rain dance to to one of the gods to right. wish me luck for the games um but I mess around with a couple of levels I made so I you just go I made a level called super happy Funland. yep yep and I made quite a few mods of it but one of it was super happy target land where I basically placed a load of doors that I replaced the texture for as like a like a pyro like a bullseye mm. and what that allowed me to do was to take all the weapons that are in the level which was all the primaries so obviously lasers vulcan spread fire plasma fusion and the missiles as well because you know you could obviously use it for that purpose too and i would go around try and hit all the targets and I would do it from different distances. I'd do it from moving at different points, like obviously, you know, not just being square like or stationary and hitting the targets, but also moving, sliding, um, sliding forward and, oh, sorry, moving forward and sliding, uh, going up as well, etc. Um, but I, I usually try and do that before I play any OBS tournaments. Wow. And I, I check my distances as well in terms of like the different weapons and just look at the... I often use the top of KO um, mm. and look how far away I am and just see how long it takes. I know it's so stupid, but like how long it takes for like the projectiles to actually hit the wall and how how big they are when they hit the wall, like how much space, and then try and think, like if I was shooting down a corridor, would I be able to hit like that ship or would I need to move up or how much you know how much room do they cover? And the other one I do is I made two levels quite recently, which I haven't released because it's just for like training purposes. Okay. Um, just a couple of levels of target, which just 
um, I've, I've added all the weapons in, and it's just shooting down different length corridors. So like single wides, double wides, and then for a distance, but then putting some targets in so I can hit them. Um, and the the other one I did, which was more for free space, was I created a room that was about four cubes wide by two tall, and then like eight long. And I wanted to kind of hitting free moving targets which obviously they're static because they're you know multiple um multiple doors have been retextured but hitting them but also not hitting the side walls because it's easy when you hit you're shooting down a long corridor and you turn left too much or you turn right right too much and then you're hitting a wall and someone's at the other end because you know it's, it's a completely wasted shot because unless they're gonna charge forward then you miss them completely but I've I've I made one where I had like a lava lava around like the sides of where the shots would be, so like if I missed, you could tell from the lava that it would it was a miss and that there was it's basically a pointless shot based on where that where your, your opponent is, um, and then had an area where if you you know shooting from far enough back, based on the angle, that that's a valid shot and that's a good shot because it will carry you pretty much all the way through to the end of the far wall, so it's got a good chance of hitting them. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Just basically a bit of mouse movement as well, targets just to listen up and just get a feel for it. It's hard when you're not playing every day and as right. as much as like we used to play. But um yeah, just getting a feel for it really. You know, I, I kinda wanna touch on on a little bit of what you said, you know, as far as uh getting like uh as far as using new techniques and map making, like surrounding the walls with texture and adding some things. I think one thing that's always bothered me as far as like map making is new ideas are often controversial or maybe hard to understand. Like to me that, that makes so much sense. That should be in every freaking map. Right. Like I feel like, I feel like concepts that kind of aid your game and also give the map flavor or practicality. I feel like that's really, really important. Um, No, absolutely. Yeah. And it's just, you know, like, like you've seen with the, like people making the tools and like the texture uploaders and and Inferno editor and stuff like, you know, it should be progressive. It should be trying to think like, what can we make new? What can we add? Um, not just right. resting on your laurels and being like, oh, you know, let's play the same level a million times for the rest of the future, and let's call that, let's call it. <laughs> we don't have to play any other levels. No, you, you you try new things. You you try and be expansive and try and build, don't you? And um, a couple of things I was thinking of on on the subject of levels is I really wanted to incorporate like the blow walls. The what? Blow doors. So, like, you know in a single player where where the hostages are kept? So you've got, like, a blow door. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's got, like, HP. So, like, if you if you damage it to a point, then obviously the texture changes. And then, obviously, you, you to a point where it blows up and then it's gone. But then that's a space in which you can then go through, whereas before you couldn't. Mm. Um, that's something I really wanted to incorporate in the level. And I, I will do it at some point in the future. Um, but I think there's scope for that in terms of like there's there's specifically a, a blow wall texture that's that's like a like the default grey texture mm. that you could just you could put it on it would look like the rest of them without even having to re re texture it or make anything cre- uh, crazy and just blow it up and then you've got another space in which you can go into another part of the level that you can you know it, it, like maybe if you, you had a one v one in there. Like say again, sorry, well, you could like blow it open and like access uh, a unique weapon or maybe like a mega or something. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's definitely scope for that. Like, um, uh, get into areas in which you couldn't otherwise, but also even parts of the level. Like, you could start off with a 1v1 level where, you know, say all the spawns were within a certain area, mm. but then the level's actually bigger, but you have to destroy parts of it. And maybe there's obvious signs, maybe there's, um, like, things that you can look for in terms of going, okay, well, that's got, like, a crack in it, and that's slightly different to the other mm. textures, so you can open it up. But, like, to actually open up other parts of the level to make the level bigger, do you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, no, that sounds so freaking cool. Like, that's the that's the <laughs> crap that I'm talking about. Like, I like at what point did people just stop doing new things? You know, that's man, that's I think that's kind of one of my driving forces for SNG. It's like this game is, you know, it's it's getting stale. You know, it's I feel like that's kind of why people leave because they get nothing out of doing the same thing over and over and over again. And stuff like that, the freaking blow door, like that's that's so freaking cool, man. It's like a whole new aspect to the game. Well, that's it. And, you know, there's so much scope in the game itself, and there's so much there already that you can play around with. And, you know, all the great work you're doing, Salad Badger and Proxy One and many more that I haven't mentioned, um, it's just so refreshing because th there is so much scope, even in, even in just the levels. Like, there's so many levels. Yeah. There's so many yeah. good levels. Thousands. So many good levels that don't get played that, or, or, you know, that people don't see. Um, and observatory can be a good chance because you can obviously pick your free levels and play ones and right. that people wouldn't have otherwise seen and played and get a bit of exposure that way. But the game, the point being, the game has so much scope. Even now, it's, it'd just be criminal not to make the most of it, you know? Yeah. So, on um, the... Actually, I do. No, no, go ahead. There was one more thing I was thinking of, okay. which was, I mentioned about the blow doors, but... God, <laughs> I think I've forgotten. Be wary. Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what, I'm sorry. I have forgotten, but if I remember, I'll, I'll come back to it if that's all right. So actually to add on kind of like the whole new map concept idea, I just thought of this, but I was actually one of my good friends. He, he doesn't play Descent, but, you know, we, we talk about it a lot. You know, obviously he knows it's one of my passions and I don't know, we kind of share our passions and kind of like go with that. Anyways. He helped me come up with this idea that I never thought about. And this is kind of like the beautiful thing about people who have pre-game knowledge but like don't really know Descent. He was like, wait, so like you just spawn? Like there's no invuln? And I said, well, there's invuln. And he goes, okay. Well, like there's no like spawn pods or anything? And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, sometimes, you know, you get spawn killed, but you can prevent it by going in certain holes. So what I did with his discretion and us like shooting ideas at each other, I created the concept for a room that you spawn in that cannot be shot inside of but that you can fly out of from the inside so you ba basically yep. you basically spawn in these like any random assortment of these spawn pods whether it be in the floor mm. in the wall or in the ceiling you spawn yep. in these pods and no one they can't affect you until you move out of it you know and if you create eight spawns you know that's a one in eight chance that they can shoot a smart you know or kill you as soon as you get out you know so, and by the way, just to add, you can actually see out of, this is, this is, you can keep it or not, you know, it just depends. It's easy to remove, but you can actually see out of the spawn pod, right? So if you know he's in front of you, you can't, you know, you don't have to just run out immediately, you know? Oh, that's very cool. It's, it's a really cool concept <laughs> right. that I want to eventually explore for a real map. Well, it makes sense because, you know, like the levels should be different and there should be certain things in certain levels to, to make them different and, and to explore it. And um, I, I did something similar in uh, one of my levels called Swing for Defences, hmm. which was basically a one room 
um, dogfighting level, which I, having watched Field of Dreams and really like film. Great uh, Thanks, dude. Um, I made something similar, which um, I used like a crop field for the back, for the sides, like the, around the edge of a like a baseball field. And mm. I've, I basically employed the same idea which you said, which is that you use a texture on one side. So mm. if you're inside, you can't see outside, but then the spawn points you put on the outside. So then they can see in, they can choose when they want to go in. So it mm. makes perfect sense to me. Like you, you mentioned it to me. Um, they can choose when to go in and they're not having to worry about getting spawn killed. Instantly. Exactly. Or especially, killed by missiles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, especially for like a dogfighting level and being one room and there not being a chance of like the other person being on like the other side of a big map to you when you spawn. I just thought as something different, like that would be quite cool to have. Like, you know, you could just pick your moment and, you know, bolt out, get a weapon first, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that that should exist in the main maps, you know, I think, I think there's a capacity for, not even coders, but just map makers to do something like that. And it's honestly, honestly kind of interesting to hear that you also had that idea. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I just, I, that's the type of stuff. Like that's another thing about descent. Like we can do this too. You know, we're not just restricted to this or that we can, we can make competitive play better in the sense that we prevent, you know, spawn killing, which is a major problem at descent. You know, I'd argue probably the worst problem, you know, just getting spawned and then instantly killed, you know? Yeah. I think especially, and this isn't to be critical or, you know, but with, with retro, there was an issue with respawning quite close to people sometimes, or it wouldn't always select the, the furthest spawn point away. So with, with newer levels being used, which isn't necessarily the fault of the, of the port or the fork, um, with smaller levels being more commonly used, as, as you've experienced a hundred times, I'm sure, you would often spawn in front of someone and you yep. spawned unlike overload where you know you got your shield and you've got all your all your goodies ready to shoot your missiles at them and descent you essentially naked <laughs> yep. no involved no Pretty missiles much, yeah. just lasers and you're just ready to get picked off especially if they've got a smart in your face that um, might be that might be an interesting idea like um a game mode where you start out with all the weapons you know and yeah that would be quite cool like I mean, it already exists, like the cheater. Uh, you just yeah. kind of like, I think it's its own game mode in the code, but I don't know. I'd have to check it back. But that might be pretty Actually, just I think Rebirth, D1X Rebirth, has has an option, like a toggle, where you can choose what, le what weapons you spawn with. Okay. Like you can choose, for instance, like if you, say like, for instance, me and you want to do co-op. Right. And obviously we both like fusion. Yeah. So why not just start from level one with fusion? Like, oh my god, dude. Yeah. I never even... Why doesn't that already exist? Oh my god, dude. That is such... <laughs> D1... D1X 1.7, man. D1X SNG 1.7, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, again, I think, as you've said before, all these things, there's so much scope in the game. It's not that someone's come in with, uh, with new software that changes the game or changes aspects of it or... or changing like how we build levels as such like the, in terms right. of like segment to segment we're still using segment to segment but people were able to develop them like they're able to manipulate them and um i know it's not really the point but like um if you take someone like terminal and i've seen how he made um i've seen how Metro. he made swat and overload and 
oh my god, that's so ridiculously convoluted mm-hmm. and crazy. Um, like how he's manipulated the, the um, segments in a way and inverted yep. them to to create the shapes and the geometry that he has. And but it just is so refreshing to see. And that that same principle can be applied to descent. You know. Um, it's just so refreshing to see people making the most out of like the almost infinite scope that they have um, of the game and all those, all you know, it's got so much already there. It's not that someone right. brought something new. They're, 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 you know, they're dipping into the, into the well. One thing, one thing I will say about that is I think, I think Blargit and, and of course I had to bring him up, man. Blargit is absolutely insane when it comes to creating complicated shapes um, yes. He's uh, doing crazy stuff at the moment, and it's really refreshing to I, see. Yeah, he started making maps again. Have you seen uh, his new map, ISS 22? I haven't seen ISS 22, but I've seen the couple that he's made recently, and uh, I've, yeah, big fan. Big fan. ISS 22, by the way, Blargit is easily, in my opinion, the best map maker of all time. My opinion. My opinion. Um, I mean, he's made, he's even made, I got, I'm sorry, I got to jump back on that. He's even made some really big <laughs> uh, DCL maps. You know, like huge maps that actually were played competitively. So he's proven that he can do it on a competitive scale. You know, maps that I'm referring to, like I don't know in Swiss Cheese Sorrow. You know, those are really big maps. Oh, dude, yeah, Swiss Cheese Sorrow, big fan. Uh, nice for dogfighting, especially. Not too big. Uh, I mean, it's it's nice to have a range of like different size uh, levels and different right. levels in general. But it's nice for a dogfighting level just to you know deke out in there. It's uh, and his light and geometry, the um, the skate ramp. Gate ramp that he added in there in the like the side room in the oh, oh Swiss cheese yeah, 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 yeah. The, like the half cylinder like the corner of the cylinder type ramp yeah, and he likes the stairs i mean i know the stairs aren't yep. in Swiss cheese sorry but he's yeah i really like the stairs he's made i know it sounds like uh crazy to say from all the things he's made but and like all the different geometry and shapes but so he's yeah have you seen metal garden I have seen Metal Garden, yeah. I, I couldn't play it originally because I'm one of the few that actually plays on, I think, 640 by 320 and I think what? maybe C Wormers as well. Really? It just feels like the original game, yeah. It it just feels more... I know it's modern ports playing on Retro, wow. playing on Rebirth, Okay. but it, like for some reason, the... Uh, I don't know, I just... Even, I know they're not true to the original such but i just like seeing the text as it, as it was and and size the way like as the it was low res instead and everything i like the low res i'll happily play low res i mean i'll struggle to see for a bit but you adapt to it like chocolate for instance playing d1 chocolate i love it i um i have no issue at all with it being native graphics and you know graphics representative of the time like in the 90s i would gladly play it and to me it's the only way to play single player um do play it in multiplayer, but unfortunately, not too many people having a me and bird's eye are too keen to play a multiplayer, which is a shame. But um, sorry, I've gone on a segue. Go back no, to Blargate. Please go ahead. Uh, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, just he's again like now he's making such great shapes and levels. And Metal Garden's a great example, like you said, of him doing that, and um, just really refreshing. Yeah, I mean. I look up to Blargate in a lot of ways as far as like his shapes. I mean, he taught me how to, he taught me how to make a, um, uh, what are they called? Like, a, I think it's a hypercube. I th- I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. It's like a cube contained within a cube that you can manipulate to make complicated shapes. Yeah. And, so you can split. Yeah. yeah so like ahead. in, um, say like in devil, for instance, cause I, I always used to use, um, 
either the official or the unofficial version of Devil, okay. and then I moved on to SEL Devil um, years later for for Mondays, and um, but you can split a cube. So rather than having to, if you haven't got enough sides, instead of dividing what you've got, you can times it, which you split a cube and then you give yourself more cubes so you can make shapes that you wouldn't have otherwise been able to make with less cubes if you know what I mean right yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, it's a great tool it's, it's a great um, it's not so much a tool but you know what I mean like it's um, a great asset in terms of making levels and making making the shapes that he does yeah like, I mean he makes like I mean I've literally seen him make circles out of cubes I mean like <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, I think it's, which, I think, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, it was, uh, let me get the name here. I just want to give the name, so anyone, like, listening can go check it out, but he did a map. Uh, By the way, Estratica, I I don't know how to uh, spell it, but he literally made a freaking tree, like a, like a straight up tree. (laughs) That's insane. Like, how did you, like, it looks like, and he made like a mushroom in there and then he has stairs and like this massive archway that's a gateway. I mean, the stuff that he's doing is absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, with with the tree, I thought he would have maybe done, um, you know, four segments overlapping and then maybe used the, like a texture on like each end of the corner. So like, Mm -hmm. You got like a cross sticking out, but though he's actually made it even more complicated, and it, it's just again more things that you, you wouldn't have necessarily thought were possible, and and even tried. <laughs> but I, I, like as in like because of the complexity of it. Sorry, not you know, it looks really good. Right. Yeah. I just I found that map. It's called PTMC Storage Facility. I kid you okay. not. Blargett made a freaking computer. Like a genuine computer with a keyboard in an office in that map. If you have not seen that map, you need to go check it out. It actually uses triggers to open up a certain part of the map. Blargett, as far as I know, is pretty much the only guy making competitive DCL maps that have triggers in them. So definitely, know, definitely check that out. Just, um, just going back to it, I, uh, we were talking about levels before, and I said I couldn't remember one of the ideas, that I was, but I think I might have remembered it. So you mentioned about triggers with uh, Blargett's levels, right? Right. One thing I really wanted to do was I wanted to... Certain people have, have added things to make certain levels play differently. Like Leto, for instance, in Fourier, he's made it so that you can't pick up missiles on the outside. You have to go into the main room to pick up missiles. Mm. So to to draw people in, to make them come into the middle. What I wanted to do for a level, which I do plan, intend to do one day, was I was going to do a level called Control or, or something of the likes. Not to be confused with, obviously, the level that Bahamut made, which I really like as well. Yeah. Um, but you can use the triggers and switches. Well, I say switches. You can use the triggers to... What I wanted to do was I wanted it to have triggers based in the level in doorways so that texture would appear in the main room, like in the main dog room, and it would tell you where that person is in the map. Because hmm. if they're not in the main room and they're not dogging you, not fighting you, then, and if they're, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying this for every map, but if they're being a, like a bitch and running away, right. then <laughs> it could tell you, like from, because it would, it, you could, you could obviously pair it to, to trigger a switch or a texture in the yeah. main room. And again, just something in which there's so much, so much more scope with all these tools that are already there. Um, and it's great to see that, you know, he's obviously been doing that too. And um, 
know, just anything that's expansive and new and trying to do something differently. Great. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're right. Like, it's 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 honestly like you said before. Uh, it it is refreshing to have people like Blargit who continue to do new things. And dude, honestly, I don't know why you're holding back, man. You really need to. You really need to make another map, man. It's <laughs> like go crazy, man. I'll support it. I'll push it. Yeah. I'll make. I'll put it in my observatory lineup, man. I I I want to see that go on. But um, I appreciate it, dude. But I I gotta say with the maps is that you know. Um, no, it's difficult because you 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 want to make things that you like. Like I I yeah. always felt like I didn't I didn't necessarily want to make something because it was popular or because you know uh, it it makes the most of a certain weapon. It's yeah. yeah. it was always more a case of like wanting to make something that either made me laugh or or just like using real world examples and things and and to think of how to put them into the game because having played so many levels and having looked at so many levels, <laughs> especially if you're trying to force it often happened to me was that i would i would make a room or i'd make a like a bit of geometry and then after three or four hours as, as is often the case because you get immersed in it like right. you said before with with the coding you get immersed in it you keep going it and then the time flies by but then three or four hours later when you're sitting there and you're freezing because you haven't had anything to eat <laughs> and you're still sitting in the same yeah. position and your mind is just like Aah. and you just yeah yeah but then you think Shit, I've just seen that. Uh, that's <laughs> you're like, oh, they're the pillars from uh, Fused, or you're like, um, you know, that's that's the pillars from Eris, or you know, that that's the bit from Crows that uses the the reactor area, and you you just it's hard if you kind of force yourself to do it, not yeah, to yeah. recreate things that you've already seen, which you know is is in a way a testament to them, like how how good obviously these people have been at making the geometry in the first place. But right. then you don't want to just make something for the sake of it and to copy. Right. So I know I always felt always like the idea of taking things in the real world and then like employing them. But I don't know I, I I I'd like to make small levels, but I also don't want to sit here for like ten hours and <laughs> yep. waste an evening or a that's, weekend that's and then true. come up with nothing. The, I I'm working like, on one level day. Okay, that was going to be one of my questions. So you have upcoming yeah. projects? I have one or two. They're half made, and there's one in particular that I'm hoping to bring out by February when Ops comes back, which, no, I'm kind of hoping that it might make people laugh. <laughs> you know, so, that's, that's yeah. one thing I've always admired about your maps, is it's like, because no one else is doing this man like and and actually a lot of my maps where i you know for instance i had the joshua i i kind of took inspiration from your like your maps so like okay. if you if you go back to all your maps like some of the notable ones like well 711 was more of a serious map i feel like but <laughs> one thing i will yeah, say sure. <laughs> i that that map is great by the way probably top 3 one Thank of my you. favorite maps of all time but you know, Thanks. when you got you got crap like ass butt and you got like ostrich pro, <laughs> you know, for instance like bird's nests. That's that's just so funny, man. Like this this stuff is so beyond I don't know. And I, I what is that map I'm thinking of? I wanna say Asput obviously is hilarious, like genuinely a piece Sweet. of uh, art, like the Picasso of the Descent universe. But piece of ass. <laughs> yeah. Super happy fun land. That right there. Okay. I will say that, that I know when I first started map, map making, that was the only map 
as far as as far as I know, and especially then, that was the only map where I just saw someone having fun with maps. Like before that, it was like, you know, like really serious. This texture across the whole level, you know, DKH fan repetitive, and then Super Happy Funland was like a huge breath of fresh air. <laughs> like genuinely, I genuinely take a lot of inspiration from from Super Happy Funland and that type of environment. Because, like, not only was it a functional map, but it was also fun. Like, who's doing this? Thanks, who's dude. putting these custom textures in here? And um, I really enjoyed it. Oh, I really appreciate it, dude. And um, it does mean a lot. Um, I mean, with regards to the level, like, if you're going to sit there for three or four hours at a time and, you know, maybe you come back to the level, maybe you play with people, like, you might as well enjoy it. It might as well be something you want to make. There's nothing worse than sitting there, yeah. like I kind of touching before, and, and making something that you're not really invested in, you're not a big fan of, and because you just feel like you just wasted the time. But, you know, it should be fun. And I, again, like, like playing the game. I remember having um, like the official and the unofficial version of Devil, mm. and I remember making levels. And I made some back then, which I found, which have obviously uh, been um, swiftly destroyed, and uh, no one will ever see again. Right. <laughs> but uh, but um, but no, that was it. Because you, you you try it, you do something, you 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 add different elements, you try different geometry, you single player you might add certain robots or power-ups at certain points uh, multiplayer you, you, you know you, you play test it and you see how it plays you see where where people tend to be you try and think of like where the missiles will come up because obviously a big factor or how many to even put in the first place and you just immerse yourself in it and you keep going and going and building and building and you just and it was it was fascinating for me as a kid just to to, to do that and to have something like that was like nothing else the game was like nothing else being 3d and being able to fly around the the level editor um devil it just it, it felt like that to me too and obviously the more time you spend on it like with your coding for instance the mm-hmm. the more you learn and the, the more obstacles you have to to get over then but then you right. you learn from that too and it it was just it fascinated me and what you could do and and putting something that you thought or that you like in the game like it wasn't just purely one way. It wasn't just that you know, obviously, Parallax and developers made the game, and 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 there it is. It was that you actually put something back to it, and um, it's just even now it fascinates me, and I love it. I, I do. I'm uh, I am sad, but um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's... <laughs> have fun. Yeah, absolutely right. There, there's um, but you're right. Like it, it's just different. It's like a fully immersive experience, and to be able to like channel creativity and like make the game as big or bigger and make it better and kind of make things for it. That, that's that's honestly something really good. Where would we be without retro or rebirth or map making? Right? You know, it's it's really it's really given the legs for Descent to walk. I feel like. Yeah, it's definitely played a part in um, over the time. Um, you know. Just going back to the map making, it really has to be something you enjoy, and it, it's far too easy to make something because you think it's uh, making it out. Of, you know, t- making it because it's popular, or making because you know, oh, this level does it, or that level does it. But just have have faith in what you think is is good, um, and put it out there and see. You know, it, 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 whether it gets played a hundred times or whether it never gets played doesn't mean it's any better or worse. But just. Um, the fact that you try and, and put things out and, and enjoy it, and, you know, you, you've not lost anything, have you, you know? Right. So here's, a, here's another question for you on the topic of maps right. still, because I feel like, I feel like that was one of the things I was really, really excited to get to talk about 
because uh, I mean you are a really good map maker. What, in your opinion, is a very underrated map maker? Like someone you feel like doesn't get the credit that they deserve? Leto. Leto uh, was. Yeah. A, he was a very good map maker, and uh, he didn't make too many. Uh, he made some D2 ones, which people might not remember, uh, but he made obviously quite a few. Uh, well, he made a handful of D1 levels, like Fourier and Laplace and Retuman, which are all among my favourites. There's probably a couple of two main missiles in Laplace, but um, yeah, that's, that's me being a bitch. Um, no, uh, Hilbert as well. I used to really like, I used to play him in a lot in it, and um, he made some really good levels that were really clever as well. Mm. And he's a huge fan. Um, but I'd say him him definitely is one of them. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely fair. I mean, he released a few maps, and then it got a lot, a lot of played. Uh, one thing I will say, Retumon actually was one of my DCL homes at one point. And I wasn't really a fan of, what was that other map? It was like that really, really vertical map. But I mean, it was oh, still a uh, good map. Uh, Fourier. Fourier. Is that what it was? It had like uh, a big open room that was more vertical than it was wide. It was a big 3D space. It had platforms, like different parts yeah, yeah, of yep, the yep, yep, room. That's yeah. It. And it had yeah, like that's, a tunnel uh, Fourier. Yeah, tunnel at the top, and then that, it wrapped around like a coil, wrapped around the whole level. And he he used reactor cubes. That's 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 something if we're if we're talking about levels. So he utilized the technique of using reactor cubes to avoid missile spawning in certain locations. Oh. So he, he, yeah, which is clever. You know, again, it's it's something again in the original code. It's in the original game, wow. but he made it so that to to force people into the main room to fight. To, to, to encourage engagement, he made the outer cubes react cubes so missiles wouldn't spawn there. So then, you know, if the if the fight isn't there and they can't get missiles, then people will naturally be more inclined to go and fight, which yeah. you know, less hit and run and more dogfighting, which to me is, uh, oh, I love it personally, but yeah. Dude, that's, I, you said that earlier and I was thinking like, I wonder how that would be possible. And reactor cubes, dude, that's, that's inge- that's genius, man. I didn't even think about that. So many things wow. that are in the game. I mean, I sound like a broken record, but there are. There's so much scope in it. So, wow. Is as far as like all your maps, which one do you think is your favorite? Good question. Um, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I honestly don't know how to answer. Um, I I think. I'll always like Super Happy Funland the most. It's the one that I kind of go back to and um, and fly around in, and it's dumb, and I know it's dumb. And uh, <laughs> wait, which but, one was that again? Sorry. Oh, sorry, dude. Um, Super Happy Funland. That oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's I, I, again. I know it's dumb, but I just it. It's, it's one of the one of the first ones I made. It might even be the first one I made um, coming back. Um, which, uh, slight segue um i came back in mid to early 2017 i believe and uh, it might have even been 2016 it probably was 2016 actually mid 2016 and it was just on the just sitting on the sofa one day looking at um videos on youtube and just had the idea of looking up descent videos and, and descent multiplayer and having haven't had a thought of it back when i used to play on card and um, I watched one of Ronkley's videos, uh, one of his DCLs, and I was 
I was I was hooked again, and I was suddenly you know downloading the new um, you know, retro 1.4 X3. It would have been back then, wow. and D1, D2, and and yeah, got into it that way. Played on DCL for a long time, and OBS, which yeah, yeah really look forward to OBS. OBS is yeah, it's it's a, a huge selling point for Descent now. Just a just a kind of little uh, little tease advertisement. Uh, I've been communicating with Birdseye, and okay. I think the whole I want to I want to make a SNG version where everything is toggleable because we're talking about doing a deathmatch t- tournament. Um, nice, whether nice. Whether it be our anarchy or like a, 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 an, a, a deathmatch game takes about ten minutes. Like you would, like I totally underestimated how long it would take to kill someone with two thousand shields. <laughs> But yeah, right. We might have something else to look forward to, rather aside from OBS. You know, OBS obviously being the king. Like Ronkly's host abilities are severely underrated. Like his ability to host yes. something like that and use all the triggers and hotkeys is unreal. And to keep all those plates spinning at the same time, exactly. And seamlessly, he he does such a good job. Yeah, I'm he pretty does. sure he's only canceled like what one or two times in the past what seven years. I mean, aside from holidays, of course, right? But you know, it's like, I don't know. I, I have a lot of respect for Ron Clay in that degree. But I really hope Dude. that we can get uh, start doing bird's eye tournaments because you know we did a bird's eye tournament not too long ago. And yeah, we played them. Um, I played I played against you in the qualifiers, but I couldn't make the finals. Had- which you, which I, I, I have to mention this because you can't mention this, but uh, you happened to win it, the yeah. winner. Because obviously you don't want to brag, but you know sure. you uh, defeated everyone else, and everyone else is rubbish. And you did really well, to be fair. It was a really fun. Game. I um, was really glad to play it. Although, well, who? That's right. It was chilly. Um, yeah. That map was really, or not the map. I one thing I didn't know about Rebirth is that it actually uses the primary game function, where if you run out of Vulcan, even in your next life, you still don't have that ammo yet. Like I thought that was oh, a yes, bug. So. I thought that was a bug. Yeah, but Gun apparently it's just a retro name. thing. Yeah, yeah, they've changed it, didn't they? So, so if you picked up a gun, you'd get two thousand five hundred. Whereas in Re- mm. in Rebirth, it was if you ran out, you ran out. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't. I'm pretty sure there was no respawning ammo, or maybe there was. I don't remember, but I just remember mm. getting really mm. frustrated. Yeah. I think in Rebirth they had respawn ammo because I remember Falcon ammo com- keep kept coming back up again. Mm. Uh, I believe in the early versions of Retro, or at least in D two, that they kept getting respawn in ammo, but like crazy amounts. Um, so they limited that, and it might have been from one point four x one or one point four x three that they they changed it. But uh, but yeah. It, it makes sense that the gun would have a certain amount because it kind of sucks if you like, oh, wow, Vulcan, I'm going to tickle all the other person. And then it's like, oh, got no ammo. I, th- I feel <laughs> it's, like... It's, again, I, do. I was going to say, like, I'm not a fan of it. It's probably the only thing keeping me from wanting to play Rebirth. I mean, really. I just think it's such a... I don't know. I feel like if you pick up a weapon, you should just be able to use it right then and there, regardless, right? Yeah, wow. it's like um, it's like playing an RPG and getting a getting a weapon. It's like, oh no, you need to upgrade like five <laughs> levels to get to it. And it's like, oh great, yeah, well, yeah fantastic, like, <laughs> great. I picked it up, risked my life going to the dogfighting yeah. room for weapon I can't use. It just jam, you know. So someone's in front of you, fully loaded fusion, and you're like trying to fire a Vulcan at them, and just like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. can't do anything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel like for a lot of even, people, even it's even a good weapon. 
sorry dude um i'd say even though like it might not be like ideal but even something like that's quite cool because then it, it makes you think it makes you think okay well you know i have to get ammo first i have to do this first i have to i can't just uh, I, I like the idea of the game making you think and bringing up things like that that mm. you just it, it challenges you and you know it does push you in a way but uh yeah so it's not great if you are there with no falcon and the other person does so yeah, yeah. so here's a question for you what is what is one or two pilots that you wish that could come back and play more consistently? Oh, I'd love to play more of Birdseye. I uh, honestly think really? he's the best. And, when he's around, he uh, plays. Uh, he, he is, he is. He, he plays more overload, to be fair. And, you know, it's just how it is with uh, schedules and when people mm-hmm. are on. But um, I consistently, for all the years I played in DCL and, and through OBS up to now, I've I've played him uh, a crap ton of times. And, uh his his mechanics are like no one else. Um, his right. dogfighting, he can do he can do the hit and run and the the sly stuff just as well as he can do the fighting. And I know, um, having fought him so many times and having spoke to him so many times as well, he's very much like me in the sense that he he loves the dogfighting. He he, you know, he that's right. what excites him about the game. Like he wants to go and fight. Like he doesn't want to. Doesn't want to do the thousand cuts, like death by a thousand cuts. He wants to go in there. He wants to, and he can use all the weapons. You know, it's it's not like he's cheesing anything. Um, and you know, when someone's obviously worked at their game so much and so much skill, and it's just really impressive. And I, I love playing against him. It, it makes you think as well. It's not just like uh, you know, just the fighting, but just genuinely like exposing you to all sorts of things and tactics mm. and and moves and to make you better as well. Okay. Yeah, I you know, it's it's kind of unfortunate. I haven't really had a lot of opportunity to play Birdseye. You know, it, the only times I really get to play them are you know, FFAs, but I don't know, FFAs I just feel like aren't a very good measure of skill. You know, I feel like the skill really comes out when, you know, both of you are using the map to the your each advantage and you know, you're 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 playing strategically and you know planning proxies and you know waiting looking yeah. for cues. But I think what's nice about FFAs is that you've got so many opportunities to to engage, whereas in one v one. True. Yeah. Yeah. But then you know, to me, and it's only my opinion, but FFAs are more more for fun and more for like practice and stuff. And it's good that we have them in the OBS. I like that they yeah. have. They they implemented them not just in the wild card but at the start of OBS. It's a nice way of warming up and getting into it. And as much as you want to win, you still want to win. And you know, obviously, kill everyone um, as quick as you can. But um, it's you know what you mean. It's not the same tactics. It's not the same game as it is one v one. As it is so many pilots. But it's good for just creating or giving you more opportunities to get into scenarios where you're shooting the other person and that than you would otherwise have in that one v one. So much better for practice, I guess. That yeah, there's there's definitely definitely uh, good opportunities for that, and that's actually what I'm kind of. I mean, I don't I don't want to leak it too much, but deathmatch is really really oh, good dude. for. By the way, I just want to I just want to put this on on the podcast archive in history. Lee is the one who came up with the idea for <laughs> deathmatch. He, I, in fact, I can bring it up right now. He said, "Please, <laughs> oh, let me find it." It was four days. It took me four days to put it in the game, by the way. <laughs> I do appreciate it, by the way. Thank you. No, of course, <laughs> man. Like, it was such a good idea. Like, so his idea, 
for those who don't know deathmatch or really and i can explain smg later basically it's my fork blah 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 anyways i put this game mode in that lee came up with where basically instead of 1 to 20 which is the typical dcl game you have 20 2000 shields which is you know 20 lives equivalent to just one it's it's great because i me we did it on land you could swallow like not t- eight eight or nine smarts like direct smarts and and it just takes so long to kill someone that it's like you know that descent rush you get for when you you're close to dying or you want to stay alive it's like it's like that lasts for like 10 minutes like deathmatch <laughs> is just unbelievable serotonin the whole time but and i feel like there's so much scope to it um mm-hmm. i mean first of all what i gotta say um i threw like 2000 ideas at code and <laughs> some of them were serious some of them not serious and some of them were rubbish and um and yeah i'm i'm glad that this one kind of stuck but he's the one who did all the work uh implementing it i was just the one sounding off because i was sad and i wasn't on discord uh, sorry i was on discord and just throwing them out but uh but yeah dude uh, i just feel like um, in terms of fighting and like longer engagements, possibly, but also, like, if a smart's not going to kill you, you then like, do you then get complacent and think, oh, okay, I could, I can eat a smart, yeah. well, it doesn't matter yep. because I'm still alive. But then, you know, you're losing. Is it 120 shield you lose with a smart, or I, is it more? I think it's like 200 something. I'm going to be honest with you, like, yeah. because you have 2,000 shields, you take about eight or nine. I don't know. I, I don't know the It'd exact be, number, but it? it's a lot. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of overload because overload goes up to 120. Um, but yeah, if you're taking up like you know, if you lose 200 off that shield, like your 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 main shield, but then you don't die, like do you get complacent and think, oh, that's all right, I can suck it up? And then mm-hmm. do you think only when you're down to like I don't know the last hundred, like oh yep. shit, like I have, to, <laughs> I have to be defensive now, like or do, I just again, I just feel like it's something that that pushes things and changes and makes you think. Like it should all make you think. It should. Yeah, so there's two ways to go about it, you know. And you're totally right. I've played probably five or six official deathmatch games, so I'm I'm pretty well aware of like you know kind of like the strategies involved. I feel like, um, so you there's two ways to go about it. You can just go, you know, you can just go crazy. You know, you can dive in head first, like into eat smarts because you're right. Complacency does exist when you know you can eat multiple smarts. But it's kind of one of those slow creeping things, you know. You can take all this damage, but eventually that'll catch up to you, right? Because I'm playing against Jedi, and I have 300 shields, and he has 1,100. You know, that's because I was being so reckless with the fusion, and he was more <laughs> apprehensive with the Vulcan or the Spreadfire, you know? So it's like, yeah. it rewards it rewards strategy, while at the same time also rewards being chaotic, you know? And then the other way, of course, is playing it slow the entire time, which is, you know what usually wins but i don't know if you can land and and by the way i'm throwing this out there the best weapon to use in deathmatch is by far plasma take my word for it plasma's fire rate is dominating in in that type of game mode but it's it's just i don't know there's you can play it calm or you can play it crazy and there's definitely different ways to play it and i I think it's really good for that but um yeah one thing i can think of as well is uh like it changes how you play a Vulcan as well, because like we're saying yes. in, in retro, obviously you you come with a, a Vulcan of two thousand five hundred. Obviously, it depends on the map because it might be that you've got extra pickups, so you know an, an additional one thousand two hundred fifty for each one. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a in a map that's got limited Vulcan ammo, and you're in a, a huge dogfight, like, you know, uh, in in deathmatch mode, then you've got to think like you can't just cheese the Vulcan, and you can't just be like, okay, well I can cheese them, they'll right. die. 
and then move on and try and get either more ammo or um or you have to use it carefully you know and right. it, it I, I feel like it's not as strong because you're not going to die and then be able to pick it up again with full ammo in it you, right. you're going to waste it and then that's it for your for your equivalent of 20 lives or there you know for the game then you've got no vulcan yeah unless you can get an ammo pickup that's that's actually an extremely accurate uh presumption vulcan becomes significantly used less but only used in conjunction with other missiles specifically the homer like i'm only using vulcan if i can rail them with like four homers right other than that, I'm not touching it. You're right. Like Vulcan is not nowhere near overpowered in that game mode. You know, you know, you might get halted, but that's just about it. You know, it do, it. Pro- I'd say it probably does the least amount of damage in death mode, deathmatch mode. Yeah. Absolutely, because I mean, if it, you'd have to hit every round as well, but like you've only got two thousand five hundred rounds um, as a as a minimum. You might have more depending on the level and other pickups, but if you don't, then you're quite limited. You know, especially for you can only die once. Well, you can't even die once if you want to win. But right. <laughs> obviously, you know, key to winning, don't die. Um, but uh, yeah, you got one one pickup, and that's it. So I got two. I got two more questions for you, and then we'll wrap up. Um, okay. My next question is: uh, if you had any advice, because I'm I'm sure that there are some people watching that are from Reddit or from other communities. I've been sharing this everywhere, but I know that there are some people who aren't even aware of SNG or Arn or SNG, well, I just said SNG twice. Sorry, Retro Rebirth. They, they just know Descent, right? I think there's 859 people in R slash Reddit or Descent. So, as far as as far as you, because you've been in this community, you've been playing this game a lot longer. You have like a a, a wiser perspective of the whole Descent, uh, the Descent community. What 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 advice would you give people that want to get involved in Descent or maybe in the community or really just want to enjoy it more. What's, what's your advice to that? Honestly, um, have fun and stick at it. Like, uh, you know, if you, if you, you can't go into it thinking like that you're going to play someone that's literally mastered the game and a level like for over 20 years and you can't think I should be beating them or I should be getting a certain score because it's all, you know, you don't have a point of reference. Like, uh, you know, for instance, if I was, if I was to start now and I played Jedi Luke, Odds are I'm getting zero, or I'm getting minus one, or minus two. And it doesn't mean that me or whoever else is starting is bad. It just means that they're, they're fresh, they're new, they're, they're, they're coming into it. And it doesn't matter necessarily where you are, it's where, you, where you're going. And you know, you're know you only going to improve and, and, and move up by by keeping at it, by keeping playing, um, trying to expose yourself to different things, like you know, trying to use different weapons, trying to um, think more expansively, like what you can do in certain situations, um, think critically, like, you know, why did I die? What can I do to not die next time? Um, what worked, for instance, not just the negatives, but like what worked, can I do that again um have fun with it because you know it breaks if you if you feel like you know through the process that you're you're grinding it and and you're burning out because burnout's no fun i mean we've spoken about it already and but keep at it keep trying um be realistic and have fun see i think that's that's the key yeah definitely um and for those that aren't aware there are course the retro fork and as well as the rebirth fork i will be including that in the description of both the twitch uh, uh the twitch upload and as well as the youtube upload i highly encourage you to either get if you get in contact with me 
Uh, I'm code. If you get in contact with me, or I'm sure Lee would also be willing. Uh, I'm sure we'd yeah. be more than willing to welcome you into the community, set you up with controls, whatever you may need to get set up. Um, we as a community will come together and help you because we're actively looking for more people. We need more people. You know, uh, we need people that it doesn't matter. We need people that can program. We need people that can build. We need people that can play. Any type of activity is really good for this game. And if you follow all the steps that Lee just gave you and you pursue this game, I promise you, you'll become part of something that's bigger than just a community. I mean, we're really just a big family, you know? It's funny, you, you, you know, you Absolutely. spend so, so much time talking and being with these people that when you actually meet them in real life, you you, you know them already, you know? Yeah. And it's it's a really beautiful thing. And, and to sense a, a beautiful, wonderful career, or not career, uh, uh, community. And if you're interested, please, please reach out because we're more than willing to, to welcome anyone. But yeah exactly we are um everyone's really friendly very helpful and you know more than happy to to help set up and help you with um with what ports to use uh what not literally well ports as well obviously when you right. set up for the tracker and stuff but but what levels um to use and how to do certain things and config and setup um just ask there's, i mean there's nothing lost by it you know there's no harm just um if you want to get involved please do and just seek us out because we're more than happy to help absolutely all right so the last question this is going to be the podcast ritual i plan on asking this every <laughs> single episode and you get to answer the first one are you ready oh oh is it what am i wearing no no that, i thought about <laughs> that but no no so the question sure, is go on. Do you have any ghost, haunted, unexplainable, or matrix stories? Very good no, question. no is a very okay answer. I'll be honest, I'm gonna sound lame, but I, I don't, sorry, because I'm lame, but I'm sure other people will have interesting stories. Yep. Um but uh no, afraid not, sorry, dude. That's okay. That's I, I know. I'm I know. I'm gonna do a podcast one day, and I'm gonna get a crazy, interesting answer. I, I just gotta keep asking. Yeah. But Lee, man, do it. Do it. It, it's been a pleasure to have you, man. Seriously, uh, you're one of my close friends. Uh, you inhabit what a good person in a in a niche community is, and I mean, who doesn't like Lee, right? <laughs> well, anyways, <laughs> very kind of you, mate, and um, yeah, I really appreciate it, and and likewise. Um, you know, it's, it's just a joy to be a part of and uh, not just to send, you know, to, to play Overload as well and to uh, obviously me and Code be in the Space Cowboys and we all have a lot of fun and uh, it's, it's great to be a part of and really glad I am. Absolutely. Uh, I just wanted to thank you, Lee, for being a part of the pilot episode, trusting me as a host and as well as carrying on the conversation for so long. I'm not sure what time it is there uh, where you're at overseas, but um, I really appreciate you taking the time and and giving this a shot, man. Likewise, and thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. Alrighty. My next episode for Proxy Podcast should be coming out. Should be coming out next Sunday. Uh, interruptions may happen. I'm a full. I'm full time in the military. I'm a full time student, so I kind of have to make time for it. But trust me, I will. This is literally what I do. This is my life. Anyways, um, the next episode should be coming out maybe next Sunday. Um, like I said prior, uh, reach out to me or really anyone in the community as far as getting connected to the community. But this is the segue pilot for what will continue hopefully every week. So once again, thank you, Lee, for participating. And next week we'll have another guest. I haven't decided who yet, 
but it'll be really, it, it'll, I'm sure it'll be really good. Hopefully I can get DKH. I feel like that would be a really oh, good sweet. pick. Or maybe even, I mean, anyone, like Spaz, that'd be really cool. But, uh, oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah absolutely.